Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Pagans Tonight Radio Network, the voice of the pagan world. Pagans Tonight is sponsored by Witchschool.com, your anyone, anytime, anywhere magical education. And good evening, good morning, and good afternoon, depending on where you're at in the world today. But mostly we're in Chicago because this is a Chicago Pagan podcast. Um, I'm Ed the Pagan. You know you know me, native homeboy, Chicago, and Pagan around the world. I've seen a lot. I've done a bit, and I still want to do a lot more. I love the Pagan world. I love everything about it. I love how people talk about it. And if you know my Facebook page, you know that I've been having a really big time talking about the ideas behind what pagan leadership is and pagan ideology is and how diverse it is. And it's been very, very interesting. Um, I haven't talked really since the uh, the Brazilian uh, rainforest piece. I'm not going to hold it off. I have somebody I want to talk to later this week uh, that might have shed more light on. Uh, I will have Laura Gonzalez on this week. But today I have Chris Allen with me. Um, bring him on in a few minutes. But let me just remind you, we have the the great Phyllis Karat four-day event happening in the middle of the month. And, of course, on um, 14, 15, 16th, I believe. And there's a great sponsorship with that. Um, check out Chicago Pride org for that. September 28th, there's a Pagan Pride Day coming right up. And I think tomorrow is Mystic Night at Winer Beer at the plant. And I, I'm – oh, no, it's on Thursday, the 27th. And so that's kind of another cool thing happening in our community. If you have things that are happening in the community, you know, you just – Email me, direct mail me. Uh, it's very easy to find me, Paganics at P-A-G-A-N-I-C-S at, A-O-L dot, um, at gmail.com. So you say AOL address. I'm such such an old nerd. And, um, or, you know, just direct message to me about your events. And, of course, you can always go to the Chicago Pagans group and the Chicago Pagan page. And that's one of the places I saw uh, the group is where I first saw uh, Chris Allen, and he was speaking about different things out of it. And hopefully I have him here with me. Are you there, Chris? Are you there? Huh. Let me try this one more time. Are you there? Seems like I am. Can you hear me? I can hear you. Seems like kind of getting out a little bit. Okay. Um, Well, terrific. I was just introducing you. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your story? How did you get here? You know, you know, if we put you in a comic book story, how did you, you know? How did you get your superpowers to be here? So how did I become a pagan? Was you asking? That's it. Uh, I think paganism so, is a superpower at times. So <laughs> um, well, how did I become pagan? Um, uh, I think it, I was a pagan in my whole entire life, sort of. I was. Brought up Catholic, okay, so, so <laughs> and so and what happened is is that so my father was uh, very very religious, and so he would take us to church every Sunday and and all that, and then um, you know I lived on the countryside and and on farm country and, and things like that. So after church. And my father would take us home and tell us to go play in the woods 
and so I had all these ideas of like spirituality, and um, I would would go out and play with the trees and holes and and things like that. So this whole uh, concept of seeing the divine and um, the earth and uh, and nature was actually. Teenager, about 16 or 17 years. Well, about witchcraft and spells and everything, and that uh, kind of got me my attention. And spells and and uh, magic and give offerings uh, to the gods like that. So um, I've been uh, practicing paganism since I was uh, 16 or 17 years old and I'm 44 now so it's been oh I don't know um, well I noticed noticed in your biography you mentioned 1992 yeah 1992 so that was god how long ago was that 20 something years ago 25 years ago Twenty-seven. Twenty-seven years ago. Jesus, <laughs> you feel old all of a sudden when you start. Counting. Oh no, not at all. I feel I I feel very young. I, I'm and one of the things I always <laughs> joke with people about is that you know pagans, witches. One of the stories about the witches and the wizards, the magic folks, is the one thing you know universally: they all live to be old ages, really old ages. So I always tell the people that. I go, you know. Why do you want to be, you know, why do you want to be a witch? And he goes, oh, cool. well, at least I want to live longer. And um, it's one of those <laughs> stereotypes, but one I'm hoping is very true over time. So I'm only like halfway point of my game so far. So um, that's funny. But I always like to think we've got a lot of time yet ahead of us. But yeah, it does. It does put a little ages. It is a definitely a different age of paganism. It was in 92. The year before the web was created, you were still dealing in books and magazines and other types of uh, written materials for your for for information like it, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And at the time, I lived in a um, a small town outside of Houston, and we didn't. And I didn't. At that age, I didn't know about occult book stores, and so I went to. Um, just a normal bookstore and found um, Raymond Buckland's complete a book of witchcraft. And that was the very first official book um, that I had. Um, and in the shelf, it was only a teeny tiny shelf. It only had like 10, uh, 10 books. It has like a witchcraft book, a crystal book, a herb book. And that was it. That's all it had. Yeah, they don't understand the horrors of today, how many things have it. And then, basically, so, did you become an, so I see that you belong to, that you became a a minister of the Fellowship of the Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Uh, Was that in 2002? So, I'm actually one of the founders of the Fellowship of the Phoenix. Um, We actually, so, I... Um, I I received my clergy training back in 2002, 
Um, or I should say I was ordained in 2002. I began in 2000. And um, a, a, a few of us um, got the training, and we decided to begin a gay – at the time, it was a gay um, organization for for guys. And so um, we officially uh, began the – uh, fellowship in 2004. Um, I believe we opened it up to the greater LGBTQ three years ago or so, so probably 2015, 2016. Um, we opened up to every one who recognizes themselves as as gay, lesbian, queer, bisexual, transgender. So, so yeah. I I can understand that. So, um, absolutely. Uh, I've been following that. No, it, it, sexuality has become really one of the hardest things. I will tell you, pagans. Uh, I I do realize that pagans have been more accepting, but I think they've also wrestled with it more than any other community I've ever seen. Um, myself, I'm, I consider myself pansexual. Always have been. Uh, love is love. Yeah. And, the, you know, and so, but for me, I've never used it as part of my identity. Not not in a very direct sense. Um, I, I haven't had to because I'm a media. Trust me, I've had my own facade. Um, I'm a media person and things of that nature. I've had my own things that I had to wear. Uh, very controversial. Um, but I was very fortunate. My brother, uh, my brother passed away at a fairly young age, um, because it was a tragic death. He, he came home from uh, the Berlin nightclub one day. Um, he was actually beginning to try out. He was wearing half his bridal gown because he was tired, and he got attacked. And he was, uh, he was actually killed in Chicago here. Um, wow. For it. So, yeah. No, I'm a big advocate of it. I'm, you know, I have two kids myself and everything else. But most, yeah, most people don't know that. I've only told that a couple of times. But um, I've always loved to work with the Fellowship of uh, the Phoenix, and I've loved the, group, the groups in Chicago because of it. Because uh, my brother would have been, truly enjoyed what he would have seen as an acceptance from where he was. Um, but talking about underworld and shamanism and everything, you've got a book coming out here soon. When is the book coming out? Well, it's already out. Um... Oh, good. Yeah, the upper world shamanism and and the magic of the celestial realms that uh, came out in the spring, and it's available on Amazon um, in both uh, paperback and Kindle. Oh wow! Okay, um, I should do a little yeah. more research. How was yeah. thing? Um, <laughs> That's okay. I, not okay. really. I I, 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 it doesn't bother me in the least. Um, you know, that's the thing. Hold up to your mistakes, people. It doesn't matter. Um, so tell me about the book. I mean, what is it? What is it? What is it about? Um, that's about the um, <laughs> so in shamanism, of, of course, um, of love doesn't go as the uh, pedal world where we are now and that's the uh, the cycles of uh, nature and so forth and we have the underworld the place of the ancestors and, and, and we have the upper world 
and that's the place of the gods, uh, the stars, planets, and so forth. And what it's about, um, it's um, each chapter touches on a subject of the afterworld. So I have a chapter on the gods, and I teach about how to um, how to energetically uh, give offerings to the gods, how to how to uh, create uh, god and goddess shrines. I also teach about uh, how to invoke the gods into your body for spellcraft, ritual protection, and so forth. Um, there's also a chapter on... So it's an actual on practical book. Absolutely. practical. I mean, it's, it's both a theological and practical. Yeah. Okay. That makes absolute good sense to me. Um, so I found this fascinating. You know, you've taken classes on, you mentioned the Native American pipe carrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, there's a lot of people in our community that have talked a lot about the sort of uh, indigenous tribes, uh, especially mm-hmm. in the Parliament, the indigenous tribe. And a lot of our, our pagan and Wiccan groups really did well with them as cross the thing. First of all, we, we no longer accept and call indigenous people in their religion as pagan religions automatically. I mean, from a pagan point of view, that's a terrible thing to do call them that because they have their own names for their own traditions that they prefer to use. And I get that. Um, some of them, some identify pagan, but most don't. And so they were fascinated by how much of symbolism is in sort of the modern pagan movement from the indigenous movement, just naturally. Right. Hmm? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. and I know there's a lot more cooperation these days between groups. And um, Angela Mung, our sacred grandmother, restored to us and uh, uh, to the uh, Karelians. Um, so we've seen some of the reconciliation movements and things of that nature, some of the diplomacy movements. So I was fascinated by seeing a Native American pipe carry because I actually um, love to find out how a little bit about that and how you got to be one of those and how did you do that and why. Like how that happened. Um, so yes. I am uh, part Cherokee, and I actually uh, did not grow up in that tradition because it's on my uh, mother's side, and, um, and and my father was the one who raised me and everything, and so I never got to know the uh, Cherokee part of Mickey at all. Um, however, uh, being a, a magical, um, a magical healer, um, my day job is, um, a massage therapist. And so, uh, part of our, our responsibility is to have, so is to have a, excuse me, is to have a, a few continuing education hours for our blessing. And so um, I've always wanted to take Reiki classes, and I got an ad, like a postcard ad, said, massage therapist, get your continuing education, 
uh, by taking Reiki. And so it was at um, MSI, the Mexico uh, uh, Sciences Institute, um, that's here in Evanston. And so I took the class, and it was taught by a kid. And her name is Billy. And so after class, I said, hey, I am um, a part Cherokee. I don't know anything about the Native American tradition. Um, would you be open to teaching me a few things? So in 2007, I started taking classes with her. I learned about the um, Native American songs and um uh, Billy works a lot with the um, Lakota tribes, and so I learned a lot of about the um, Lakota healing songs and the celebration songs. And then from there, I was um, instructed to, uh, cr- to create my pipe. It's called the uh, and in Lakota, it's called the Chinupa. And so um, I, I found a, a specific and of American healer. Um, songs and the healing energies that go along with the pipe ceremony. And so I did that in 2011. Um, it's now sort of just I use paganism, uh, Native American spirituality, and, and you know, nearly. I mean, some things overlap, of course, but I do keep the tradition separate and things like that. And in the incident, it's not because of any other reason, but I try to be. Um, Authentic to the teachings uh, uh, that I was instructed in. Okay. Um, wow. For people hearing that, yeah, we're we're having a bit of a uh, cut in, and cut out. Um, a little bit of that cut in and out. So, in fast, and hopefully it'll uh, work its way out. Um, So let me take you on the next step. So so today, what are you doing today? I mean, what is it that you're – people, I always ask people, what are they – you know, we've, we've got all our paths, and it's kind of this memory book that we have, but what we take out of the skills that we're using for today. What are you using today? What are you doing today that, um, that's exciting you, anything that you're obsessed with, with that you want to be doing? That I'm obsessed with right now? Um so a few uh, different things. Um, I am uh, currently in process of the fourth book in the set. I'm doing that. Uh, I also am I'm very active in the fellowship. I also have a private uh, magical circle that I lead um, in between like all those three things, I'm I'm um, very very busy all the time. So I'm also teaching a lot. 
Um, I'm teaching. Uh, I'm teaching classes on playing. I'm teaching classes on um, on spirituality. I'm teaching classes. I'm teaching classes on the um, on the, the new book. Um, I usually have a class like every three weeks or go someplace in the in the greater Chicago area. So between the teaching and the book and the fellowship and everything else, I'm, so I'm pretty occupied. Well, that's a good thing. I mean, that is a good thing. Um, so how can people – well, first of all, you said you can find your book on Amazon. How else can people kind of reach out to you if they're interested? So um, reach me out on um, um, my professional page is Twitter and just collect the page and they can always message me on Facebook. Um, I have a website for construction, and so the so the best way is just through Facebook. Uh, terrific. Um, so. Um, so I had a little trouble here in the last week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with that. Um, wow. Uh, so is it, uh, okay. Uh, hopefully that'll fix it, folks. Let's try again. Um, just some days, the solar flares are worse than others. Uh, so one of my favorite questions for Chicagoans. So do you, so do you consider so? What, do you consider yourself a, uh, a member of the city? Do I consider myself a Chicagoan? Sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I've okay. been here for twenty-two years, so of course, yeah. Okay, and I always tell people Chicagoans are people who you know if, you, if they're not born here, they got here as soon as they could. All right. <laughs> so, so typical question: Cubs or Sox? Uh, Cubs. Okay, good answer. Good enough. I mean, I, I, I'm neutral on that. <laughs> I live dead near Sox Park. Hot dogs, ketchup or no ketchup, or how do you like yours? I uh, I don't eat hot dogs. Um, but first of all, but if I was going to, they'd have to be a vegan hot dog. <laughs> so if I was going to do that, um, it would have to be. Um, um, hot. <laughs> there you go. That's a very fair answer. No, there's no wrong answers to that. I I tease people all the time. Um, so so one of the things I think as a Chicago and for me in the Chicago energies and there's a lot of Chicago energies. Um, uh huh. So what? So in practicing, then I know you, you have you have your practices that you have the fellowship that you. I've done well with. I mean, I understand it. I, I think it's an amazing process. I've I've been around and had a lot of influences. Uh, you've done a lot of interesting things. Um, if I remember right, maybe I have the wrong. 
is wrong, but didn't you guys do like a Christmas or Yule? I'm sorry, I get you caught in the commercial name. <laughs> um, event, a memory event of some sort, a couple of years back. Um, maybe not. Yule? Maybe not. No. Um, uh, we no. have a a Yule type celebration in January and and we okay. call that um a quiet test. so basically in January worry about the dark time of year okay. and the winter and so forth. I, I, so, I, but we don't I have recognize. a ceremony thing. Right. I I realized it was um uh as soon as I said I knew it I knew that I got you know this uh, the wrong center. So, one last thought, uh, you know, for you. Uh, so it says, is there anything that you'd like people to know more than anything else? If you're talking to the youngest practitioner, I say, imagine yourself at 15. Was there anything that you'd like to know, like them that 15 year old to know? Well, I will say a lot of people of that age are in a conservative Christian home. And so, mm-hmm. um, if that's the case, um, don't give up on your spirituality. However, you have to do what your parents ask. <laughs> you just do if you're uh, 15. Um, reach out to people. Uh, find the people uh, your own age who have a similar spirituality, although I know that's very challenging. However... Um, uh, they can create groups online, a Facebook group for young adult pagans, things like that. Because I do, I've had, I've actually had conversations um, with pagans under eight, eight, eighteen, and they all say a similar thing that they feel very alone and they feel um, like they don't have a place to have a place to go for themselves. And I always say, just um, just keep up your spirituality, keep up to your beliefs, and and when you're 18, you can do, you can reach out more. So, um, you know, the pagan community is actually uh, very very large. But strangely, it's also very isolated too. So, um, reach out, get to know people, and go from there. Um, great words. Yeah, the community is very, very big, but it's also very, very niche. Um, yeah, very isolated. Good, absolutely. I think, and it's, it was done by Productions. Uh, also, you know, for that young person, you know, you just remind me, Witchful dot com. They train younger people. I mean, the law allows us, you know, uh, people don't realize that the law is allowed. So, yeah. Um, so there's a lot of sites. A lot of the sites do allow them in. It's just a matter of just, you know, you know, just making sure that you don't uh, get yourself in a hostile environment. I actually understand that. There's a lot. You would be surprised at how many Christian conservative background and Christian dominus background a lot of a lot of pagan leadership and a lot of people in paganism have. It was, it's very interesting right. because uh, it's very interesting. It's very powerful. Um, 
Well, thank you for being on. I really appreciate it. I think this has been a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, I have the back. We're talking about Chicago Penguin. I hope you, if you have any news out there, want to share it with us, come on out. Um, I hope you, I'll get you to come back on again. Um, thank you for your last thoughts and everything else. And, I, and one of the things I think I appreciate, and I appreciate you coming in and appreciate today uh, learning about, is the, um, how do I say it, the quiet actions you've been taking on behalf of the community. And I don't think a lot of people know how much you've done out there, just you know, in your own way, your own, in some of these own organizations. And hearing it, it's been this sort of idea that you've been there for a lot of people yeah. for a while and really without a lot of publicity um, or notoriety or stuff like that. You've just done it. And I think that I want to let you know I appreciate that you're doing it. And hopefully we'll get you, you – your, let's get some of your copies of your book sold. Um, so one last time. <laughs> I hope so. Amazon uh, – how do you – and so when you're looking on Amazon, what am I looking for? So on Amazon.com, just to type in um, Upper World Shamanism and the Magic of the Celestial Realm. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it's just sometimes it's just quicker to, uh, just to type in Chris Allen, A L L A U N, and and you'll find all my books right there. All right. I mean, that's, and that makes it easy. And so, uh, let's sell some books. You know, if you if you like what you've heard a little bit, please buy some of his books. I mean, I, and for you all of you purists, I am not receiving any royalties or anything else for doing this one. Oh my god. <laughs> no, it's really become a big issue. I got to make, I'm, you know, that sort of thing. Like right off the front, Witchful.com is one of our sponsors. I have to state that. We, you know, state that right up front. You have. It's gotten really kind of dicey out there. What you're hearing sometimes in the podcast, people are like, is that a commercial? Maybe. But for me, um, I do this because it's been a passion of mine. This has been a passion. That I've been yeah. doing Chicago Pickers yeah. for a long time. But, but it's gotten crazy out there, the idea of influences. I was just talking today about um, how witches have gotten to be very, very popular. Not necessarily pagans, but witches particularly. Yeah. And was, Absolutely. And people, and people got a little upset. Well, that's just commercial mockery. And go, it might be just commercial mockery, but it's still I don't popular. Think so. so, I actually disagree with that because, I mean, a lot of us. I didn't come to the crab because of that. Um, however, it makes me happy. It inspires me um, when I see uh, movies like The Craft or Practical um, um, Magic or Harry Potter. It's like finally a movie that that speaks to who I am. I mean, I mean, granted, it's fiction, um, but I don't understand the problem when people say things like, "Oh, it's um, it's commercializing um, witchcraft." So mm-hmm. there, enjoy it, enjoy the fun, enjoy the the fantasy of it. Like, yeah, just enjoy it. There's one I want to see coming out called Fort Salem. It's going to be interesting. It's supposed to come out on one of these smaller channels, Freeform or something. And it, it's interesting. Based on weird pre- it's weird, uh, based on the premise that witches were real in Salem, and they made a deal with the United States government, and now they're a military force. <laughs> Inside. Okay, I want to see that now. It's had Freeform or something like that. I've seen this special previews on it. I have not seen the show. 
Um, Practical oh, Magic. God. They're making a sequel. And Practical Magic. They're making a sequel. Uh, not sequel. Well, a actually, prequel. heard it's a prequel. Yeah. As a series, right? I think I think it's going to be. Um, I haven't heard a whole lot about it. I don't know. I mean, they've just been announcing it the last couple of days. I mean, so I'm, that's one of the things I see. There's a lot of movement towards these sort of shows. Um, again, back in practical matches. Yeah, absolutely. I love that sort of stuff. People, I tell people, I believe Bewitched was one of the most powerful moments for the community, and they didn't. A lot of people don't understand it. At um, the time, absolutely, yeah. Even now, I don't think they fully understand. It was a show that went from black and white to full color, and she went yeah. from being, and she went, and uh, Samantha went from having all her powers given away so she can get married to ending up as queen of the witches. Interesting. Really I, inter- yeah. It's all about, it's I mean, one of the, and I always believe it was the statement about the women's lib movement and uh, the liberation movement and the freedom of women and seeing themselves as witches. So Samantha went from accepting that she was a submissive, was not allowed to use her power, not really be with her relatives, to her life being overran, all her relatives are there, queen of the witches, leading the pack. Hmm? Wow. And her wow. husband, and the transformation of uh, Darwin, as we call it, Darwin, <laughs> as, as, as yeah. we, we would typically say, and how he had to handle that as, as, a, as a time. And I say right. that burned into, and that sort of moment, is, it really told me, I often believe, I've seen it again and again and again, and young witches, both male and female, and whatever path they want to take, it's that realization that I don't have a voice, and I really don't give away my power to, okay, I'm a queen, I'm a king, I'm a lord of my own magic. So I always love right. contemporary stuff, and I think we're going through another phase of that. I think people will really like that. Well, thank you for listening to that. Does that rad everybody? Yes, that's my bewitched rant. Um, <laughs> so... So yeah, so um, so so good. I, I, I'm I'm glad. Um, that's the thing. Well, since we're on the subject, is there any particular show that you do like, or is there anything uh, you said practical magic? Is there anything out there today that you particularly like? Like um, um, magical shows and things like that. Yeah. Um, well, it's current. I enjoy is um, Sabrina the Teenage Witch because if you if you haven't seen it, it's pretty dark. It's pretty dark and it's fun and it's weird and you know I like it. Um, I tried to watch the brand new Charmed. I mm-hmm. have to give it a second. I have to give it a second try because I wasn't sold on the brand new Charmed. Um, the old Charmed I've seen every episode a thousand times. Um, uh, so I'll give it another try, but uh, my well, it is hard. It's show right now. It's a different story. Sabrina, and I've heard a lot about Sabrina. I haven't tackled that one myself and everything else, but I've met people a lot of mention. Um, so in the future, I'll bring you on. We're going to be talking more about pop culture and the thing that about uh, comes on. And I thank you, like yeah. I said, I thank you for um, um, for coming on and, and, and being with us this evening. Um, and you can buy his book. And uh, my buttons here. And uh, so with that, remember, folks, we got more coming on. Um, we have Laura Gonzalez coming on 
Sunday, I've got a piece from Louisa Cotton with me playing. And just let me let us know what you want uh, on the show. And uh, well, thank you, Chris. Let's say good night to everybody. Good night. Thank you. you have a great and night. Thank you, bro. And uh, blessed be, folks. Uh, this is another Page of the Night Radio, and we will talk to you again soon.